You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. This is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have Dr. John Hendy. Uh, we're going to be talking about low-level laser therapy, LLLT, and how it can remodel periodontal tissue and bone. Crazy. Uh, so, Dr. John, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, again, if you could restate it probably better than I can, what is low-level laser therapy? Well, it's uh, laser energy that's being applied at low levels. They're not uh, levels that can actually cut tissue, which a lot of people are familiar with, but they are uh, light-emitting diodes that are used. Uh, there's uh, an NDAG laser that can be used at low levels, and you do get uh, some energy into the tissue, and that energy is used by different components of the tissue and the cells to advance um, cell growth and whatever they're going to do, uh, the cells of the entire body will react to those uh, significantly. Why, why would a cell react to uh, laser light? What is it doing to the cell? Most cells are under stress when you have injury or uh, orthodontically you put pressure on the teeth with uh, the braces, and that's an insult. Uh, once you have the stress and the insult, uh, the body emits enzymes, and the body then tries to heal. What we found is that as soon as you put the low-level laser uh, energy into those cells, uh, the cells basically pick that up um, through their mitochondria, and you can see some very immediate changes in the mitochondria. Um, mitochondria have uh, kind of the shape of like little cigars, and they have like these invaginations in them, and all of a sudden you see the invaginations will change and you get multiple uh, rows of invaginations to the point where they're now putting out loads of energy rich ATP and nitric oxide. And then that stimulates the cell nucleus to start gearing up to start producing whatever the cell does. If it's an osteoblast or if it's a soft tissue cell or the brain cell or, um, a blood vessel cell, uh, they just speed up production of whatever they do. So, all right, so specifically, where are you applying this uh, laser therapy to? What types of tissues in the body? Well, actually, it's being applied to all areas of the body with some tremendous results. Uh, it's also used in veterinary medicine. And uh, I've used that on, on friends that have had horses that had uh, injuries that wouldn't heal after six months of, um, you know, proper uh, veterinary care, and we put the laser on it, and he heals up immediately. And uh, we've done that on elbows, knees. My son's a chiropractor. 
he does that on a lot of areas of the body, the, you know, for injuries to soft tissue. Uh, I've used it in the mouth for uh, the last 16 to 18 years with significant results. And it's been an exciting area where anything you apply it to, it seems to react positively. How are you using it in the mouth? What are you doing specifically? Well, we used it in the mouth many times at low levels for advancing healing. If you had uh, healing problems like with periodontal disease, which is real common, those tissues just don't heal. And if you apply the the laser uh, at low levels, once you provided a proper environment for healing, uh, where we use some of the more highly charged energy lasers, uh, that'll prepare the teeth and the tissue um, in terms of killing bacteria and so on. Then you apply the low-level laser therapy and the bone will actually start to regenerate and the soft tissue will regenerate at very high speeds. And in the mouth, it's always a race between how fast we can get that to regenerate and how fast the patient re-injures the area. And most of the time, without the laser, the patient re-injures it you know, long before the tissue would heal. So by speeding up the healing process, you know, we've had some very, very successful cases with periodontal disease. Uh, we've also used that uh, once I learned about how I could do um, bone regeneration, we went into uh, the use of that with orthodontic treatment, and we started finding that uh, teeth move a lot faster when you apply uh, the laser. And by the time we finished, um, when I retired, we were getting cases that were diagnosed by the orthodontist to be sometimes anywhere from two to five year cases, and we were getting them done in only a few months. And in some cases, oh, wow. less, less than one month of treatment, we had, you know, some of these kids with special bite positioners, they were getting done in three weeks. Well, so, all right. So, so for periodontal disease, uh, what is that? First of all, for people that don't know, what does that mean? What does that look like and what happens to the person? Well, periodontal disease is usually from a uh, combination of a lack of care, and then you have uh, certain body conditions in terms of diabetes, smoking, and so on, that just sets the tissue up for rapid destruction or very, very slow reduction of bone around the teeth and inflammation. You get swelling of certain tissues. You get uh, abscesses, and all of that will cause destruction of the supporting portion of the tooth, and the teeth will then be lost. Now, with uh, some of the high-energy lasers, uh, erbium lasers, uh, et cetera, uh, you can clean up those areas of the root and the tissue so you get rid of the diseased tissue and kill the bacteria and the endotoxins. Then if you apply low-level laser therapy, it speeds healing to the point where, um, you know, the body just absorbs that energy and just starts healing at a rate that we've never seen before. All right. So someone comes in with periodontal disease. What does it look like? Does it look like recessed gums? Does it look like, I mean, literally, what does it look like to the person that has no knowledge of what it is? What do they see? Well, sometimes we'll see it and the, the tissue doesn't look all that, you know, changed from normal and they'll have deep pockets and they've had loss of bone. Uh, the first thing they might see is that their teeth feel a little bit looser. They don't feel comfortable biting into harder objects. 
And uh, sometimes you don't see much change. Other times, like you said, there'll be severe gum recession and the tissue will be swollen. You'll see abscesses. Uh, you'll see changes where the tissue is all very red and angry looking. And so then it's a little bit easier uh, for the patient to actually notice that they have that. Sometimes all you'll see is just bleeding on brushing or flossing. And that's an indication of periodontal disease. And with the lasers, uh, the high energy ones, we can get rid of the gum disease, but then using low level lasers, you actually speed up the regeneration to the point where um, bone is regrowing. And usually uh, when you have periodontal disease, the only way to get bone into those areas uh, in the past was to do bone grafts. Well, the laser does it actually better than the bone grafts, and it's much cheaper and more comfortable for the patient to do those. So, Aaron, so you put the laser on someone for how long, and what do they experience when the laser's on them? Do they experience it getting hot, or do you see, like, things sizzling, or is it just nothing happens, it's a non-event? Well, the low-level laser, when we're putting it on there to regenerate those, it's um, no different than when you're shining a light on somebody. You'll feel a little bit of warmth, and uh, depending on how much inflammation or redness that's in the tissue from infection or swelling, uh, it'll absorb more energy uh, the redder the tissue. And so with the, the certain lasers we're using, uh, they're specifically uh, being highly absorbed uh, by tissue that's kind of reddish or reddish purple. And so as they do absorb that energy, they'll feel warmth, but there's no pain with it at all. And it only takes, oh, in some areas we were applying the laser for anywhere from five seconds up to maybe 20 seconds. And we were getting some tremendous changes in just that little time of exposure to that energy. So what do you mean changes? Like you put the laser on, let's say, for 20 seconds. Do you literally see anything different after 20 seconds? or? Does it take a few days for something to happen that you can observe? Well, it takes a few days to a few weeks. The thing is, is uh, with most periodontal therapies, uh, they'll treat the tissue and they'll basically say, don't reprobe the area to see what kind of results you have for a year. Well, you put low-level laser therapy on there, you can reprobe those at two months very safely, and the tissue is firmly attached. Uh, uh, you'll get um, bone regrowth into the area and over a six-month period you'll see the remodeling of the bone to the point where it's very healthy strong bone support for those teeth that were uh, previously very mobile well, that's interesting have you ever tried uh, putting laser on people's teeth themselves to see what it does well yeah we use the the laser like that on teeth uh, oh we put bleaching material on the teeth then apply the low-level laser therapy and what it'll do is it'll stimulate the bleach to actually make smaller active molecules that will penetrate into the enamel. And you can get a more profound bleaching of the teeth. And we've used that for many years uh, successfully. And, and um, you know, with, with all those different things that we used the laser for in the past, uh, I kind of put all that information together and came up with some of the ideas in terms of the periodontal regeneration and then um, use for orthodontics and uh, you can apply it so many places you put an implant in well the bone's got to heal around an implant before you can uh, really get uh, any kind of loading uh, on the on the implant and 
with the lasers, it can significantly speed up the use of that implant and get a, a crown on there, and now you're actually in function. What about on a chip tooth? Have you ever tried on a chip tooth to see if the enamel regrows? No, the enamel's, uh, once it's formed, it's formed. And so it won't regrow. But I mean, if you've had injury to a tooth uh, from decay kind of approaching the nerve, putting a laser onto that tooth can sometimes help that nerve retract away from um, that decay and actually calms the nerve down so that it won't die. And that, that will make it so you possibly won't need a root canal on a tooth. So it can help the tooth, but it can't rebuild uh, portions of the tooth enamel or dentin that have been lost. Have you tried just to see if it would do anything? Well, I, I know the physiology of, of teeth, and, and once you have um, the, the growth of the tooth completed, um, it's kind of what you see is what you get. You're not going to get any more from any kind of regrowth. The only, the only way that a tooth will uh, more or less change or grow is the uh, center portion where the nerve is. It will lay down new tooth structure and the nerve will actually shrink and leave behind more dentin. And so that's about the only way that that will, um, you know, regenerate or make new tissue of the tooth, but it won't grow outwardly towards, let's say, a fractured area. Yeah, I was going to say, what if you have a cracked tooth? Can you have the crack seal or no? Well, we've had cracked teeth, but we had to seal them with uh, high energy lasers. And uh, there's um, a Dr. Browdy in um, New York I've worked with for many, many years. And he's an endodontist who takes cracked teeth. And instead of extracting them, he will uh, basically weld them together with um, the high energy lasers. And that will melt the exterior of the tooth together and actually seal some of those fractured roots. Okay. What about if uh, someone has a cavity? Can you finish them off with, you know, a laser treatment and then maybe a temporary crown, take the crown off, laser them again, put the crown back on? Have you ever done that like four or five times in succession to see what it does? Well, yeah, the, the only thing that that'll do is it'll calm down the nerve inside the tooth. If the tooth's been irritated from just the procedure of having the decay or a fracture and then having any uh, treatment done to it in terms of uh, the preparation for a filling or the preparation for a crown, all of those are insults to the nerve. And insults to the nerve react with inflammation and the nerve tries to swell inside that closed chamber and kind of strangles itself and then it dies and you need a root canal. Well, if you can reverse that by using the laser, which we've shown that you can, uh, that will prevent the need for some root canals. But if the nerve has been uh, actually infiltrated by bacteria, uh, usually the only thing you can do there is do a root canal. If you have a filling, do you use the laser around the filling to make sure that the filling and the surrounding tooth, you know, have no break in them, that they're, you know, that, that borderline between them is sealed as possible? Well, that's where we use the high energy ones because the high energy ones, if you prepare the tooth with one of the high energy uh, lasers, uh, which is, you know, the erbium lasers and the CO2 lasers, they will actually uh, vaporize the tooth structure that has the decay. And then the remaining tooth structure that's left behind quite often is treated such that it is a harder um, 
sort of a formulation of what's called the hydroxyapatite uh, of the tooth, and that's more decay resistant, but it's also more, um, let's say, it's more accepting of the filling material with a stronger bond. And as it does that, you will possibly have a longer use out of that particular filling than you would otherwise just because of using the lasers. But it wouldn't be using the low-level lasers. They wouldn't have much effect on that. Okay. I guess, you know, it's like, I know it's not a toy, but in a way it's like, I was going to ask you, have you lasered people's tongues or their, you know, uh, all kinds of parts of them just to see what it would do? So I, oh, yeah. I, won't, I won't ask you endlessly, but are there any other, I guess I'll ask you a different way. Are there other parts of the mouth, um, the throat, et cetera, the gums, the lips, et cetera, the, the tongue that you have lasered to good effect? Oh, yeah. There's using a low level laser, we've placed that on patients who have had nerve injuries from injections or other kind of trauma. Um, two nerves, you'll get numbness on the lip and sometimes the tongue. And you can regenerate those nerves by applying low-level laser therapy. And that's very helpful. Um, there's areas in the mouth that we have, oh, like with tonsillitis. You get tonsillitis and you get it frequently. Well, you can actually help clear tonsillitis by applying low-level laser therapy because it kills bacteria, splits endotoxins, and it just kind of allows the tissue to speed up its healing process by stimulates the blood vessels to actually create new and more efficient blood supply to the area. So tonsillitis can be helped. Uh, there's a lot of, I've used um, the laser on uh, all kinds of autoimmune diseases in the mouth, and I've had some very successful results where nothing else works. Hmm. Interesting. So how do you see this? Is this usable with just traditional dentistry? You know, if I go in for a cleaning, would it be a good idea for the dentist to like run the laser over my whole mouth when they're done just to well, get everything that going? Is good. Yeah, that is excellent. The thing is, is what we found with all the years I've had 16 years of research on periodontal disease. And what we found is that if you have any pockets or inflammation in the tissue, as soon as you have a cleaning done, with an ultrasonic or a scalar, it it's irritating that even more. So you get a lot of redness, swelling, bleeding, and a soreness afterwards. Well, if you put a laser into that area around the gums first, and then you do the ultrasonic or the scaling to remove any buildup or whatever, uh, you get less reaction in terms of inflammation. So there's less pain. Um, it heals quicker. You get a better result. So with just a standard cleaning, we used to have it uh, in our office. The standard of care was we'd run lasers through any pockets before we would run an ultrasonic or a scalar through the area to treat it. And by that, you kill the bacteria and you split endotoxins. And now the tissue is not going to have all those bacteria basically crammed into the tissue where the tissue now has to respond by the swelling and inflammation and the, you know all the soreness that you get with that so it just that's just standard care uh, we've used it a lot of cases with just standard simple surgical procedures uh, to advance uh, or speed up growth um, there's a lot of patients who are taking uh, medications for osteoporosis 
and there's a side effect of that medication where you can get um, damage to part of the jawbone if they extract a tooth or you injure the soft tissue and the bone's exposed, you'll get the bone to actually die. And they have had in the past a lot of trouble getting that to heal. Well, we were using lasers to basically remove the dead bone um, and the inflamed tissue with those high-energy erbium lasers. And then we would go back in periodically with the low-level laser therapy and uh, basically stimulate that tissue to heal. And we were able to successfully heal those uh, very comfortably because in the past they couldn't heal them and those things would be very uncomfortable for, you know, months or years. Interesting. So um, what do you see as some future uses of it? Or, well, I, let me ask a different question. How, how widespread is the use of Triple uh, LT? you know, in dentist professions and practices? I mean, is it pretty rare or is it becoming common? It's becoming more common. Uh, the low-level therapy is probably more common. It's over 50% probably now with a lot of dentists. And they're using it with chiropractors. Uh, they're using it with um, uh, physical therapists. And uh, as far as it goes with uh, the high-energy lasers, that's only still uh, about 5% or greater a little bit greater than 5% uh, nationwide. In some countries like Korea, where I've spoken, it's pushing over 30% of them have uh, lasers in their office with the high-energy lasers. So difference uh, worldwide in terms of acceptance of this, it's, it's mainly because of the expense of it. Oh, okay. How much does it cost? Is it expensive for the practitioner, or is it expensive oh, to do it on someone? Well, I used to, it used to make me produce such you know, rapid results, and I could actually utilize it uh, and become more efficient in my office. So I never charged more for using it. Uh, we just charged for whatever treatment we were doing. But the lasers are expensive to buy because uh, they'll range from 5000 up to um, 125000 or more. Now they're they're getting more features on them. There's more computer control of the energy and how it's being delivered. And so as all of those new technologies are coming in, there's more um, mechanization of, of actually the delivery. It gets to be expensive to buy those things. Okay. All right. So um, what's the future of this triple LT work combined with the high-level lasers? What, what areas do you want to explore that maybe you haven't explored yet or what kind of conditions do you want to work on? Well, I have a, a several uh, different um, areas that I was concerned about. Uh, we, we were running a lot of uh, periodontal therapies, and, and as we were doing that, we were finding that if we were using the combination of the high-energy lasers and the low-level laser therapy, we were getting healing of any of the severe, the most severe periodontal cases, even if they were smoking or if they had diabetes or both, it didn't matter. We could heal them 100%. And um, most practitioners just kind of throw up their hands in the air and they give up if the person's not going to quit smoking or if they have diabetes. We didn't have to do that. We would treat everybody exactly the same. And then we went back and we did a statistical analysis of um, our results. And we found that this is so beneficial that this should be used on any periodontal patient and all periodontal patients. And there'd be a, a greater 
uh, healing of those kind of tissues. And we know that from years and years of research that there's a correlation between periodontal disease and heart attacks and strokes. And now they're also finding that, you know, if you have uh, severe periodontal disease, it's, it's hard on the liver, it's hard on the kidneys, just about anything in the body does not like the bacterial insult getting into the system. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, where you, if someone wants to be treated by you specifically, uh, how can they get in touch? And then if they can't be treated by you because they're not local, whatever it is, um, you know, where can they go? How can they find someone that uses this uh, as a therapy? Well, there's, uh, there's a gentleman in town here. I'm retired now. So I'm working with a gentleman here in town, Dr. Matt Hill. And I've just been working uh, basically with him uh, using the low-level laser therapy and teaching him how to use that with um, Invisalign. So we're getting the orthodontic component through Invisalign, uh, and he's had some outstanding results there. Um, he also has his uh, hygienist. He's got three hygienists, and I've been working with them and also Dr. Hill on perfecting their techniques so that they got the kind of results we got with uh, our periodontal therapy and uh, so that that's one source here um nationwide uh there is a, a source that they can go to is uh learnlasers.com or uh biolace.com uh, it's b-i-o-l-a-s-e i know they've got a, a program where you can um, get into their website and it says find a dentist near you that uses lasers and it'll give you, know, you just type in uh, your zip code and it'll tell you a list of the ones you can choose from and basically call those on the list. And you could get some uh, feedback as to whether or not they will do the kind of therapy that you're interested in. OK, well, very good. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And it sounds like a really interesting adjunct to what uh, other therapies are out there. So thank you for being here. Well, you're welcome. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now and the companies that are using these technologies for the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, Please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you.